0: Good morning welcome to the services from the first baptist church of stillwater oklahoma my name is tim walker i'm the pastor here we're glad that you're joining us today and uh, i have just a few things to share we'll do a word of prayer then we'll open god's word together this morning as you know we're continuing as a state to work on reopening uh, what we are doing here for our church the church council has recently Uh, task a small subcommittee of the council to develop plans for what it would look like for us to reopen and have services also maintaining social distancing guidelines. So that group has met once and will be probably meeting several times in the weeks ahead as we look at that possibility. At this time the council has not made a decision when we would actually try to have worship services on the premises. But we will seek to uh, send out information to let you know uh, by email and letter that that is going when that is going to be a possibility. Uh, so just some announcements to share with you. We want to continue to pray for the prayer requests that we've been sharing in past weeks. We pray for those who have recently been in the hospital. Uh, we pray for those who are right now dealing with uh, coronavirus. Uh, We ask for the Lord to heal those who have been in the hospital, of course. And I would ask you to continue to remember my family in prayer as we uh, have just had services uh, for my uh, mother who uh, passed away last Friday. So would you bow your heads with me, please, as we go before the Lord in prayer. Almighty Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to just join even by... uh, Uh, facebook with one another in a time of worship and of opening your word father we pray for the many requests that are on our hearts we pray for those who've lost loved ones in past days we pray for those who are ill and in the hospital we pray for those who are facing challenges and uh, lord we ask that you'll be with our nation right now may you guide us and may you be with us May you do a work of healing among all of us in this coronavirus situation. And Father, may we draw closer to you in these days and realize that we need to depend upon you as never before. Lord, we believe that your Son is the source of all life and the Savior for all mankind. Help us to follow Him, to worship Him, to listen to Him carefully in these days. So, guide us right now as we open the Word of God together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you would, take your Bibles and open them with me this morning to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. You know, since Easter, we've been looking at the appearances that Jesus made upon this earth after his crucifixion, after his resurrection. In the past weeks, we've studied how he appeared to his disciples and what he said to his disciples all the way from speaking to Thomas specifically about Thomas, reach out your hand and touch my side. Touch my hands. No longer be disbelieving or doubting, but believe. We've read how Jesus met disciples on the Sea of Galilee and how he sat down and had breakfast with them. We've read through these different events even to the time that we see in Matthew that Jesus leads the disciples out to the mountain and there he gives them his last words and instructions, what we know as the Great Commission. And he then ascends into heaven where he remains even today at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. This morning I want us to look at the time that Jesus tells his disciples to be serious about When in the beginning of the book of Acts he tells them to tarry in Jerusalem for not many days from now you will receive power from on high you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit and share the gospel throughout the world when we come to the book of Acts we're just a few verses into it but you know this is a most remarkable book in all of the Bible. Its time is approximately 30 years from the beginning of the book of Acts to the end of the book of Acts. The author Michael Green has written a book entitled 30 Years That Changed the World. And in his book he outlines what happens to the disciples and where they go and what their methods are and what they rely upon and how the Lord uses them. And these are exciting days that you find in the book of Acts but I believe it would be important for us to look at these few verses here about what is going on between the time that Jesus ascended and the time that the Holy Spirit comes upon them at Pentecost. So if you would, look with me now at Acts chapter 1, verse 12. And I'm going to be reading from the New International Version of the New Testament. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city when they arrived they went upstairs to the room where they were staying those present were Peter John James and Andrew Philip and Thomas Bartholomew and Matthew James son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas son of James they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women And Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers and this is what we see them doing really for this 40-day period of time they are together they are in prayer I want us to think about what is going on here when they return to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives just a Sabbath day journey and that's their way of saying the distance that you would normally walk or be allowed to walk on a Sabbath it's a short distance So they make their way back to Jerusalem and they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. We don't know the exact dimensions of the room. It was obviously large enough for a good number of people. We're not sure today of the exact location of the upper room. There may be those in Jerusalem that say that it must be here, it must be there. But we really ought to remember that the Roman general Titus completely destroyed Jerusalem in AD 70 and tore down and destroyed all the city except for some parts of what the Jews call the wailing wall that is left there and there was destruction not just of the buildings in Jerusalem but all trees were cut down for a mile diameter around the city of Jerusalem so there was utter destruction at that time so the likelihood of the upper room still being there is just uh, not very likely at all. Uh, They return and we see the record of who is staying here. All the disciples are named. Peter and John and James are named first as we see usually in the Gospel accounts. They are the three that seem to spend the most time with Jesus and are closest to Him in many of the moments that He has here upon the earth. And then the other disciples are listed as well. All except for Judas who betrayed Jesus but these eleven disciples are here and not only are they here together but they are now banded together because they have seen the risen Christ remember that these were men who basically ran away from Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane when he was arrested him and they deserted at that time and we also know that Peter denied Jesus three times In the high priest courtyard we know these things happen but something has already occurred in their lives the disciples are going to be different men in the days ahead and we're going to see this in the book of Acts they are already united and different in their belief that Jesus fulfilled his promises that Jesus rose from the grave bodily that they saw him that he spoke to them This is their solid conviction on which they stand. We also see that uh, here is uh, the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. These names mentioned are interesting because for one thing, the brothers, the brothers of Jesus, as best we can tell, did not believe in Jesus as the Messiah when he was alive. In fact there's one time of the gospels that we read that mary and the brothers came to get jesus to take him home to remove him from public from the public eye to see that maybe if he needed treatment he would receive treatment and you remember jesus said well who really is my mother and my brothers and my sisters he said it's those who do the will of god jesus's brothers while they didn't believe in him while he was alive they become a part of the believers that follow Jesus Christ in the days ahead. In fact, one of Jesus' brothers, James, becomes a leader of the church at Jerusalem in the years to come. So here's the brothers of Jesus. Here's Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, who lived to see the prophecy fulfilled that uh, Simeon had told her or when they took Jesus, the infant Jesus, up to the temple to dedicate him, uh, how he had talked to Mary about what this child was destined to be. Mary has been with her son. She has been at the cross. She has received the news also that he is alive. And Mary is here with this group as they are going to be engaged in prayer. We also see that there are a number of women who are in this group. We want to remember something about the earthly ministry of Jesus. Jesus never said to women, you can't be a part of what I'm about. Jesus seemed to have a love and a welcome for women, whether it was Mary and Martha, whether it was a Canaanite woman who asked for healing for her daughter. Jesus let women listen to him. Jesus let women minister to him. Jesus was teaching his disciples to see that the kingdom is not about just men, but it's also about women. It's about all of God's creation. I read that John Calvin in interpreting this verse said that these women must have been the wives of the disciples. I think John Calvin was reading a little too much into his interpretation. I think these were women like those who followed him to the cross who went to the grave early on that first Easter morning to check on his body and in the days to come we're going to see in the church that the women are a part of what is going on just as the men were so here is the disciples joined together along with the women with Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers and it says they were constantly in prayer if we are to note anything about this passage that we should seek to apply to our hearts i think it is this that the disciples went to the upper room and they continued in prayer that's what they spent their days doing you know it's very likely that the chief priest and the other priest in jerusalem thought that they had effectively silenced the followers of jesus they weren't seeing them for these 40 days They weren't hearing from them. They thought maybe it had all blown over. Pilate thought maybe Jesus didn't really know anything about the truth. And Herod thought, well, we've seen John the Baptist beheaded. We've seen Jesus crucified. That's probably no more of these people who think God is at work in these days. But in this time of prayer, there is preparation going on. I believe that the disciples are spending time praying first of all that they would be able to receive whatever God had for them. Jesus had told them that greater things than me you will do. And I really believe that above everything else they wanted to do great things for Jesus. They wanted to experience everything that God had for them. And you know, that would mean that you must surrender your own selfish wills and desires to say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. They had heard Jesus pray that in the garden, and they knew that Jesus had followed God's will completely, going to the cross and suffering his death, but being raised again and ultimately ascending to the Father. And I think that they wanted above everything else to receive what God had for them. I think as they spent time in prayer that they probably learned how to see each other in a new and different way. You know, maybe the disciples weren't too sure about Jesus' brothers being there. After all, they weren't excited about what Jesus claimed to be as the Messiah. But now they had changed and maybe the disciples are learning that There's going to be a lot of change in the things around them. There's going to be a lot of God doing what He wants to do in the days ahead. And this world will not be changed without a great deal of new quality of life, new quality of devotion. I think maybe the disciples are learning to truly love one another and to perhaps remember above everything else that Jesus loved them And Jesus wanted to do everything He could with their lives. So I think in this time of prayer, there is a surrender to God, a submission to His will. I think there's a drawing together of hearts and minds to where they are finding a unity. And I think that they are patiently waiting for what God is going to do. They don't know what's going to happen on the day of Pentecost. It's never been seen before in all of scripture what happens in acts chapter 2 but they want to be ready for that and they're waiting for that and they're going to receive that you know i believe that in these days that we have a time here to draw closer to the lord to be constantly in prayer i believe that the challenges we face due to the impact of the coronavirus and its impact upon our economy upon all that's going on around us, I think these are times not to say, where is the Lord? But to say, where is God going to use us? And how does God want to use us? And how can we in prayer as a church make ourselves ready to be His people and to be more devoted to His will? These could be days of great refreshing from the Holy Spirit. These could be days of great revival. And I would encourage us all to seek that and to pray for that and to do that by first of all saying, Lord, I myself want to be closer to you. As we prepare to wrap up this morning's lesson, think about this we can be in prayer whether we are at church whether we are at home we can find our prayer closet at any time of the day and we can devote ourselves to prayer during these days of the coronavirus and ask god to do a mighty work of revealing the love and the grace of jesus christ in this world would you bow your heads with me please as we go before our lord in prayer heavenly father Make us people more dedicated to prayer and draw us together as a church these days and help us to be willing to be used by you. And we ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. May the grace of the Heavenly Father be upon you today and in the days to come. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next Sunday here on Facebook at 11 a.m.